Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hi, I'm Dilip Singh. In this edition of State of Economy podcast, we have guest Director General Border Roads Organization, Lieutenant General Rajiv Chaudhary, who will talk about border infrastructure development. A engineering core officer, he has had illustrious career attending all prestigious courses of army including the ndc welcome to the podcast general chaudhary thank you dilip let's let's begin sir give us a sense of the bro's work in upscaling india's border infrastructure uh, which has its own challenges due to hostile topography and weather that limits labor hours in a year you see since inception in 1960 bro has acquired a leading role in infrastructure development in border areas bro has contributed immensely towards enhancing security preparedness and socio economic development of border areas today we are a premier organization and regarded as a symbol of nation building in fact people call it nation's bro bro over the years has not only developed the road infrastructure along our northern and western borders but has also strengthened the bond with friendly foreign countries by executing works in bhutan myanmar afghanistan and tajikistan over a span of last 6 decades the organization has diversified into construction of permanent concrete and steel bridges accommodation projects border fencing airfields and tunnel works it is recognized for its speed in construction quality and cost effectiveness after making a humble beginning with two projects uh vartak in east and beacon in the west bro has grown with a vibrant organization with 18 projects spread across 11 states and 3 union territories including andaman and nicobar islands we are continuously working hard to ramp up infra development at critical places in last 2 years itself we have completed and inaugurated 205 infrastructure projects constructed at a cost of rupees 5126 crore in remote border areas and dedicated this projects to the nation we have tried our best to live up to the expectations of the government security forces and the people of this great nation and have succeeded in our endeavors only because of our resilient and committed karam yogis working day and night amidst the vagaries of terrain and weather in high altitude areas the success achieved in remote border areas hasn't come easy and it is an outcome of number of procedural reforms we have done within the organization we have shortened the decision making process and simplified the procedures uh, after regular interaction with chief engineers of the project and increased site visits due to a robust planning optimal resource management timely execution synergy of actions at all levels and dedication and determination of bro karam yogis government is allotting us more work to achieve faster results the budget allocation has increased many folds in the last few years we have seen an unprecedented 100% jump in capital budget in just 2 years from rupees 2500 crores in financial year 2021 to 22 to rupees 5000 crore in 2023 24 reinforcing the nation's trust in bro so i think bro has had a fair you know uh, 
achievement in the last 63 years of its raising. But is it true that the pace of work on the border acquired some meaning in the last 15 years only and quickened, uh, especially after Galwan face-off with Chinese PLA in 2020? To some extent, definitely yes. Since our raising on 7th May 1960, we have constructed 61,165 kilometers of road, out of which 14,800 kilometers are under maintenance with us. BRO has presently 6,054 kilometers of road under construction along the western and northern borders of our nation. Special focus is on Indochina border roads, where in the phase one, a total of 61 ICBRs have been made of cumulative length of 3,327 kilometers. And in the phase two, a total of 21 ICBR roads of cumulative length 717 kilometers are under construction. The BRO Karmayogis over the last six decades have completed more than 915 bridges, totaling to formidable 65,633 meters of length. Presently, we have 139 bridges of length, 14,954 meters, which are under construction, and almost 160 bridges are in the planning phase. So you see, we are accelerating the pace of work all along the northern border, especially. In tunneling, we have constructed Atal Tunnel, which is the world's longest tunnel at an altitude about 10,000 feet. We have completed four tunnels. Presently working on 12 tunnels is on and another seven tunnels are in the planning stage. And all this has happened in last three years. So that's why I said yes to your question of Galwan face-off. So from June 2020, there has been a very major attention and focus on the infrastructure development all along the northern borders. We have also constructed 19 airfields till date and are presently maintaining certain operationally critical airfields. In 2022, the two major airfields projects at Bagdogra and Barakpur in the eastern sector have been completed and handed over to the civil aviation and air force for use. In 2022, BRO created history when 103 infrastructure projects completed by BRO in a single working season were inaugurated and dedicated to the nation by the Honorable Raksha Mantriji. BRO dedicated 75 infrastructure projects across seven states and two UTs to the nation on 28th October 22, and 28 infra projects across five states and two UTs on 3rd January 23. The Honorable Minister also emphasized the roads being part of country's Act East policy and commended BRO development of infrastructure in northern states. In 2021, also, BRO had completed and dedicated 102 infra projects to the nation. So now that we are talking about, you know, specifically about uh, uh, border infrastructure development along the LAC, and, and I would like to you know, get you more on, on northern border. So it's, it says uh, China has superior border infrastructure and, and obviously because due to its decades-long investment, it is further ramping up border infrastructure along LAC and Ladakh with new bridges across Pangong So, and especially in Finger 8 and uh, military bases at Shirap 1 and 2. Can you, can you tell us what BRO or for that matter Indian Army is doing to catch up on, on critical strategic uh, border uh, points which are you know, under friction as well? You see, uh, we have been doing a lot, especially in the eastern Ladakh. As you know, we just completed uh, 
uh, after Galvan, DSDBO road, which is very crucial to us. And uh, it is it runs all along the LAC, which has been a quite a uh, problematic for uh, the adversary. And it has fel fel uh, facilitated our security forces to be deployed as fast as possible all along the friction points. We also completed uh, uh, Chishumli Demchok Road, which is uh, also now today the highest uh, motorable road in the world, which uh, again runs along the LAC. And uh, Demchok, as you know, was again a friction point. And it goes over Umlingla Pass, which is 19,024 feet, which is the highest pass in the world. Now we are working today, as we talk, on Chishumle Dungti Fukche Demchok Road, which is 121 kilometer long. And it runs all along the LAC, uh, approximately 10 to 15 kilometers uh, along the Indus River which is again a very strategic uh, road for the security forces, which facilitates the security forces to be deployed at, as far forward as possible if the situation arises. These are three major roads what uh, we talk in Eastern Ladakh. We are also working on uh, alternate connectivity to DSDB road, which is in the final stages of connectivity, which uh, uh, is progressing as we are speaking today. And uh, beside this, we are uh, starting work soon on Neoma airfield at uh, 14,000 feet and above, which is uh, going to be one of the highest uh, airfield in the world, which is uh, only 30 kilometers from LSE as the crow flies. So this is a broad picture of uh, Ladakh, Eastern Ladakh especially, what we are doing today uh, in Eastern Ladakh. If we come to uh, Arunachal Pradesh, which is again a very contentious uh, space for us, so we have constructed BCT, Bali pa, uh, Para Chardwar Tawang Road, which connects uh, rest of uh, Kameng to uh, Tawang and uh, facilitates our security forces to be deployed as early as possible on the Tawang sector, which is very vital to us. And also the Nichipu and Sela tunnels on this road are nearly completed today, which are going to be uh, very soon inaugurated and dedicated to the nation by Honorable Prime Minister, uh, maybe by end of uh, August or in first week of September. Uh, so this is about Arunachal uh, West. But in Arunachal, we also connected Huri village, which is, of course, not only strategically it is important, that place, but also from the point of uh, view of socio-economic development in Arunachal. It uh, calls for major attention because this village, the population had depleted from 200 to 49. And uh, today, uh, the population has gone up uh, to 300 uh, people there. And this connectivity has been appreciated and commended none other than by Honorable Prime Minister, which uh, has facilitated our forces to go ahead. So these are some of the places and more places like Manchuka, then Lamang, Geling, TCC, Taxing, and Maza. Maza is an, again a very forward post, what uh, very recently has been connected by uh, BRO, which is strengthening our security metrics all along the borders or all along the LSE in uh, Arunachal Pradesh. So we are working very hard and day and night we are dedicating. And if you come to central sector, we have gone to Mana Pass and we are uh, developing a road from Joshimad to Malari. We are also working on uh, a road from Gunji Kuti Jolingkong, which is uh, in the final stages of completion, which will be completed by September this year, and road to Lipu Lake. So this is a broad picture of uh, northern borders, how uh, 
BRO is working on these roads, which are strategically extremely important for our security forces. Does Galwan also uh, no, taught you uh, how BRO should be prepared to perform and steps it should take uh, during tensions or uh, situations like face-off with China? You see, uh, if you really ask me, the pace of work in BRO has uh, increased uh, from that flashpoint. And in last two years, as I told you earlier, uh, our uh, budget has been increased to 100%. That is in uh, year 2020-21, it was 2,500. Today, it is to 5,000 crores. So, it is just doubled in two years. And we are going much ahead. We are asking for more funds this year also. And our aim, like last year, we could spend total money, I'm talking about approximately 9,000 crores uh, worth of uh, security projects. Uh, projects were dedicated to the nation. This year, my aim is that it should go up to 14,000 crores. So that will definitely accelerate. This accelerated pace will help our security forces. And it is also in this process, connecting the far and remote villages all along the border, which is helping those people who live and strengthening our claim in those areas where uh, these villages are there. So it is a uh, uh, quite a good thing what BRO is doing uh, in last three years, which have been done. Can, can you tell me, uh, uh, General Chaudhary, briefly, what do you think uh, needs to be done more to improve infrastructure, uh, which helps our forces to be better prepared in an uh, adversarial situation? Yes, that is a good question, Dalip. Now, uh, uh, earlier governments were not uh, having that kind of attention to the border infrastructure. But today, uh, today's government has really focused itself since last nine years. Our pace of uh, border road construction has gone from 600 kilometers per year to nearly 900 kilometers per year, which is huge. And in fact, this is average of last nine years. If I talk about the last year itself, it was 1263 kilometers what we completed in last uh, year. And this year, it should be 1400 kilometers of road, which is huge. And uh, apart from this, the tunnels, in last three years, we have made uh, five tunnels. In last 63 years or 60 years before this, there are only one tunnel made. And today we have completed five tunnels. We are working on 10 tunnels and we are planning tunnels for next uh, seven uh, passes. So it is a different uh, uh, thinking has totally changed. And bridges uh, has, uh, in fact, tripled. The pace of construction of bridges has tripled. We have gone in for a MOU with GRSC where we are procuring double-lane uh, modular bridges, which are made in India. Earlier, these bridges were being imported, which are three times costlier, and they were not double-lane. This is the first time BRO is making double-lane modular bridges on four-flung uh, areas, which will support our heaviest tanks, guns, or multi-XL uh, vehicles, which have to be deployed as far forward as possible. Apart from this, as you know, on 10th April, uh, government has already announced and honorable uh, Home Minister had gone to the first village on the eastern uh, side at Kibitu and announced the vibrant village package of 662 villages, villages which have to be developed uh, by the government for which uh, 4,800 crore uh, funds have been allocated out of which 2,500 crore uh, uh, funds will be only for the roads and out of the 662 villages 441 will be coming in Arunachal itself. 
and 61 in Ladakh. So these are the figures which will assure you or uh, all the Indian citizens today that government is totally dedicated and focused on the infra development all along the northern borders today. And it is not only helping the security forces, it is helping the people of the places or people of the states. And it is actually the road is the backbone of any development. When the road goes, then other ministries develop their plans like uh, uh, the electricity will go, the water will go, the medical will go, the education will go. So all these things ride on the road. Earlier, it was not happening. The road roads are going next to the LEC. All the villages which are bang on the LEC, the roads are going there. So the development is uh, progressing and these people who are staying there, they are now uh, getting access to the fruits of the development in the hinterland. They were not even getting access to the central government policies, the schemes, what is uh, being uh, given to the people who live in plains. So they were totally deprived of that uh, thing. Today, because of the far-flung uh, roads, what we have done, it is helping those people uh, to get the central government schemes reaching them. Uh, fair enough, uh, General. Uh, sir, uh, tell us, uh, are the regulatory regimes which used to uh, come as a hindrance in uh, no, border infrastructure development, especially I would talk about uh, environmental clearances, uh, uh, is the process much better now or you still uh, encounter those uh, bottlenecks? Now, this is again a good question, because uh, today when we talk, just two days back on uh, 26th of July, government has uh, cleared the forest uh, I mean, bill, which has really uh, become a boon to border roads organizations, especially because uh, as per this, all the roads or any strategic projects for that matter, within 100 kilometers of uh, borders, in this case, in northern case, uh, LAC, will be exempted from forest clearance. So that process will happen later, but then the project can start. So all this forest clearance process used to take at least one and a half to two years for any road for that matter. And it was a very laborious process. In some cases, it used to go to three or four years where some uh, local bodies or the populate, uh, people of that place used to resist uh, any development of the roads. So this has really come as a uh, big advantage to border roads. Now, the uh, roads can be uh, started immediately after the sanction. And not only that, the cost of the roads will go down because in the two years of span of forest clearance, the cost used to escalate. Now that will not happen. So it is going to be a major game changer for border road organization. And it also talks about this bill also talks about uh, some small uh, detachments coming of security forces or the people of BRO who are working in these far-flung areas of 10 hectares of land will not need any clearance. So it is a big uh, thing. Apart from this, government from time to time also has been increasing the powers uh, of uh, our sanctioning powers and our financial powers. So that has also helped in accelerating the work. And that is coming on ground, that you're seeing on ground. Means as I uh, told you, five years back, we were consuming only 4,500 crores of uh, funds. Today, when I'm talking to you, we are consuming in within five years, we are consuming 12,030 uh, uh, crores of funds. It has gone uh, nearly three times. So, government has been uh, really supporting border road organization in doing their work. So, sir, uh, sir, you gave us uh, uh, some sense on, on the time it takes now to complete uh, a strategic uh, project, which is 
from a year to a year and a half just to take clearances. Can you can you give us a number uh, uh, so that our listeners get to know and understand how many projects are are stuck at the stage of clearance, environmental clearance, and what other clearances a BRO needs to start a project? There are approximately thirty four roads which uh, are still in the process of clearances. So with this uh, thing happening now, this bill coming in. Our uh, future roads also, and these roads which are pending for the clearances uh, will be uh, will not require any clearance. And where are they? If I can ask you and intervene, you see, it's a long process. Firstly, we have to identify the alignment of the road, and then we have to take the representatives of the state uh, for a joint survey of that alignment, wherever the forest land is coming, and number of uh, trees have to be cut. All that takes a lot of time. The revenue people will come, and this all that uh, summary will be put to the state administration. They will have a meeting, maybe sometime in six months or maybe year, and scrutinize all those documents and clear it. Then it comes to the central government at the national board. Again, a committee will scrutinize all those documents and give the final approval. So, if this whole process takes some time, it will go back to the state because of some deficiency of some. Uh, Uh, documents or some observations so this process used to take one and a half to two years despite our total involvement today this process is shrunk or collapsed to uh, zero so if the road lies in that 100 km band all along the lse we can start the work after sanction and uh, we can take all those uh, mandatory clearances later on so it is really a uh, good thing which has government has done to us how technology is aiding to reduce cost time and execution of work in in hospitable conditions uh, uh, across the spectrum from eastern ladakh to arunachal pradesh you see we have been uh, depending upon archaic uh, methods of uh, making roads and making bridges and tunnels and airfield so if we talk about roads uh it is uh, we used to uh, take a lot of time by conventional method today we are using and uh, especially in the east eastern states the aggregate is very weak and uh, the road quality will become poor and it rains uh, heavily in the eastern states so we started using steel slag in our roads in arunachal pradesh where tata jamshedpur gave us a full rake of uh, 1200 million tons free of cost and we are the organization uh, which has made first road uh, in arunachal uh, using steel slag which is harder or maybe better than aggregate because for the roads in arunachal and other eastern states we used to import this uh, uh, aggregate from uh, uh, odisha or jharkhand and the transportation cost will add to the cost of the road today that steel slag is stronger and it is cheaper than uh, because this is a waste product and as honorable prime minister says that waste to wealth uh, we are using that steel slag then we are using plastic waste plastic of we do the mou wherever we are making roads with those towns and villages we take all their plastic and use it for construction of the road it makes bonding of that aggregate and bitumen stronger and uh, make the roads impervious because in eastern states as you know lot of rains happen and they the rain water seeps into the subbase and damages the subbase so that is another good thing what we have started we are using cut and fit technology where we are 
precasting all the components starting from breast wall brain the retaining wall the even the pavement members in in planes and uh, just transport it to the place where the road has to come up and with the use of uh, pre stress cables we join these members which is cheaper which is uh, faster and it is also uh, cost effective and uh, it uh, reduces the pollution which used to happen by uh, you know heating up the bitumen and uh, doing that activity uh, primitive activity i'll say so gradually all these new technologies are happening and we are also using cementitious base to strengthen the uh, sub base of the road especially in the again eastern states as well as in ladakh so number of roads we are using that we are using geocells we are using geocells at uh, saserla which is at 17000 uh, feet 70500 to be more precise uh, where shifting moraines are there in ladakh and uh, whenever we used to make the roads it used to get shifted by the glacier but now we are using geocells and last two years it, it has sustained and we are again uh, going to use such kind of uh, road uh, technology techniques new techniques in our road construction activities in ladakh so these are some of the uh, major changes what we have brought we also uh, you know the himalaya uh, himalayas are very fragile mountains and when we cut the uh, mountain for making a road the slopes are very uh, soft and fragile so they will come down on its weight so we have started uh, as part of the scope of the road we have started stabilizing those slopes and uh, by number of various techniques uh, these roads uh, the slopes are stabilized and it will not come down in, even in under its own weight or during the rains so these are some of the activities what we are using uh, while making uh, road construction activities and bridges i told you modular bridges we are using uh, grsc we have gone in for 60 bridges which are very fast and as per the policy after coming uh, and taking over the organization we have promulgated a policy that all the bridges will be class 70 road can be class 9 class 12 whatever classification because on road a bigger machine can go but bridge cannot take the weight of uh, bigger machine so all our bridges will be class 70 now any tank gun or any vehicle of any type can go over those bridges so gradually we are replacing all our weak bridges and hereafter all bridges will be class 70 so modular bridges are going to be the in thing and they are part of the atmanirbhar bharat and uh, same thing we are doing in dantak project also in bhutan so such kind of activities and uh, new technology new products we are using now uh, to make roads interlocking concrete blocks we are uh, using at changla changla at, at passes you know when we do the snow clearance uh, there uh, is a possibility of damaging the upper crust of the road so to prevent that we are using interlocking concrete blocks which are very heavy and permanent and they can take the load of the tanks also so 12 km of that pass has been replaced by lcb and all the passes now we have given the instructions on all the passes what we clear approximately 27 of them major passes we are replacing uh, uh, this normal road with the ilcbs so these are some of the new technology and techniques what we are using in our construction of the roads bridges and tunnels so uh, so uh, building infrastructure in higher reaches have an environmental cost the free you know we are seeing that frequent landslides knowing are posing serious challenges washing away to you know some of the networks and bro chips in uh, uh, to repair and uh, make it uh, motorable 
But do you think there is a need to have more green approach towards meeting the infrastructure requirement, given this whole uh, no climate change debate and move towards towards the carbon neutrality? Yeah, that's again a good question, Dalip. Uh, we have taken, in fact, we are the pioneers on this uh, uh, subject as far as the all any road construction agency in the country uh, calls for. We are the first organization which has gone in for zero neutral habitat being made in Hanley. Hanley is at approximately 15,000 feet. And uh, this does not require any heating appliance now. The normal temperature is uh, goes down to minus 30 in winters. And uh, maybe daytime temperature will be 8, 9 or something. So now because of this zero uh, carbon neutral habitat, we uh, can trap that heat and which can be used by the people who stay there. So that is first initiative what we have taken in Ladakh. And gradually we are going to replicate in other places in Ladakh because Ladakh is the place where the temperatures go down sub-zero. Uh, second thing what we have done is, as I told you earlier also, uh, using steel slag. Now, India is the second largest uh, steel producing country in the world with 143 million tons being produced in a year. And out of these 143 million tons, uh, 15 to 16 percent is the uh, waste product, which is called steel slag. And it is uh, to be discarded or used for some filling of uh, reclamation of land. Uh, so we have gone in with, uh, with uh, Tata Jamshedpur and used this steel slag to construct a road in uh, Arunachal Pradesh. Now we are in the final stages of a process with sale. Uh, sale has got five uh, steel plants in the uh, eastern side. So they have agreed that uh, we will go in for a MOU and whatever steel slag is produced by these five plants, we will take it and use it uh, in our roads, especially in the eastern states. So that is one uh, thing what we are doing. Third thing, as I told you, plastic. Plastic is also a quite a, uh, you know, damaging to the environment. So we are using the plastic, not only saving the environment from uh, uh, the, the uh, bad effects of the plastic, we are using that for the construction of the roads. We are also started using green diesel uh, through IUC. We are one of the first agencies, government agency, to use green diesel in our vehicles. So such kind of uh, number of initiatives what we are using to save environment. And let me tell you, even the tunnels, when we talk about the tunnels, tunnel is an environment protection uh, construction activity. Because if on a hill, you have to go on the other side, you go over the hill, you have to make a lot of jigs and you have to cut a lot of trees. But if on the same mountain, you make a tunnel of, let's say, six, seven kilometers, you are saving or preventing the cutting of those uh, forests or trees and you are saving pollution when the vehicles go over the hill and come down. We are also uh, preventing a lot of accidents. So tunneling also is an environmental uh, saving uh, activity. Uh, and cut and fit technology, what I talked to you, where all the products will be precast at planes and then taken up. So that is also a major uh, activity to prevent damage to the environment. So the BRO is taking a lot of uh, major initiatives and we are pioneers in this field to go ahead and uh, maybe other agencies will uh, soon follow us in this field. Uh, thanks, sir, for accepting uh, our request to be guest uh, for our State of Economy podcast and uh, taking us through humongous work which uh, Piyaro was doing across the landscape. Thank you, Dilip.